We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Miami Heat Beat Post Game Show. I'm your host, Carlo Navas, and with me today <laughs> is no one, because I'm the only one alone on Valentine's Day at our company. Everyone has spouses or dates, and they're like, gee, you got this. You you know, you're you're alone. You're all by yourself. So I'm here with you guys, with chat vibing after a heat win chat says my valentine is my roomba my roomba is the only person that i know will stand by me so i'm i'm here it was funny because i originally had said i go how funny would it be if we just like i just do the valentine's day post game show alone that'd be funny right haha <laughs> and then everybody kind of like last minute is like yeah the the significant other you know kind of said no so i can't come and stuff like so here I am, guys. Heat win. Big, big win here. The Miami Heat beat the Sixers. They close out the road trip undefeated. Chat, that's what we like to see. This team was falling sideways. It was so over. They lose Jimmy. They lose Rozier. They lose Josh Richardson. It was all over. 2-0 road trip. Sixers, Bucks in the trash. Miami somehow survives and gets into all-star break. Feeling pretty good about themselves. Uh, it was it was a it was a pretty pretty big game for that sense. I think that Miami really kind of got the unexpected win in Milwaukee. Wanted to go into Philadelphia and and just get a win, kind of steal a win before All Star break. When hopefully they'll get some players back. I imagine that at least Jimmy, you know, should return to the team. You know, hopefully soon. Again, we he's in our our prayers are with Jimmy and his family during this very difficult time. But I mean, what a what a what a great week it's been for the Heat. I'm sure that they're all happy they get good news on Rozier not being out long term in that respect, and they get these two big wins. So, welcome to our post game show. Let's talk about today. Chat says Lowry would have stopped us, but he gave us the gift. It's his, it's the last gift that we'll get from him. Um, I don't I don't know. 
<laughs> it's it's gonna be uh, if he had played today, if Kyle Lowry played today, I might I wasn't gonna do the show. Not gonna I was I would have been Bond. You do it today. I can't show my face after my man is playing against us. I couldn't do it. Everyone was asking me how do I feel. I said I don't feel. I haven't felt real emotion since. I haven't felt anything since. I've just been I've been a husk of a man, an absolute husk of a man. And yeah, so we're going to talk about the game. We're not going to talk about people that didn't play. We're not going to talk about people that aren't here anymore. We're going to talk about the game at hand. Guys, Duncan Robinson continues to impress. Duncan Robinson continues to be a guy that it's his most complete season in the league. The way that he's improved his game as an off-the-dribble threat, as a lob thrower, got bam, so many good, easy looks that... I don't recognize the guy. I mean, literally shot creating for other people when he used to be the prototype of guy who can't make his own shot. Now he's evolved into not only getting his own looks, but making his looks, making looks for others. Can't at some point he hadn't missed a shot until late in the fourth quarter when he missed that runner off the glass that I don't know if you saw he was upset. When he didn't hit that runner, he missed a runner. Then he's kind of fighting to get offensive rebound. After the play dies, he's like, "Fuck!" You know what I mean? Like he looked mad that he didn't get that because he, I think, in the back of his mind, he knew that he was perfect. Then and, and he kind of took a late shot, a late clock uh, runner. It's funny because he did hit a three later in that possession to stay perfect from three. Uh, Kyle in chat says uh, Jalen Brown created a monster. This man has not been the same since. I, I'm, it's a John Wall. I ain't never, ever seen you act like this before. So, again, I have no words for what he's doing. I thought, you know, I thought defensively he's, like, been fine. Uh, he survives, and I think that that's all you can really ask of, of a guy at that level. You know, he's not going to become a defensive stopper, but, you know, please just don't make it. Just, just don't ruin our lives. And I, I think he's been okay. Um, but... The, the really the shot creation on offense, you know, the the run stopping, the timely threes. And I, I don't know, chat, it's difficult to like really make an assessment on why he's playing better. If it's, you know, I saw some people suggest that, hey, you know, fewer cooks in the kitchen, you know, Rozier's out, Lowry's out, Lowry's not here, and, and Jimmy's out. And that really just leaves Tyler and Bam, you know, to, to just create. And it kind of frees everybody else up on offense where they can, you know, get the ball more, get more of a feel. I've seen that thrown around. Obviously, you know, they got to figure it out. And I think part of it is, you know, he's just shooting better again. And when he shoots better, he just looks better. And these shooters are like that. He was in a little bit of a slump. And I think kind of the Jalen incident maybe woke him up a little bit, although he did play well in that Boston game. So, you know, hopefully Duncan can continue this run of play because in reality, guys, they're going to need that. They're going to need that little bit of offensive juice to kind of keep them going, keep them going forward, to keep them surviving. Right. So I'm just, I'm just happy for him. He's shooting 40% from three this year, even after a slump has stayed. I don't believe that that factors tonight into it. So he's been absolutely incredible. So I just want to give, you know, Duncan his flowers and I want to give chat their flowers. We got chief Dumologist resubscribed with prime. We have the Leches commissioner resubscribed uh, at tier one. It's been two, it's their two year anniversary out of being subbed to MHB, so we love you. He also says, Kyle found out you got to pay for the vending machine at the Sixers facility, like Dave Justice and Moneyball, and poisoned their whole game for it. So, uh, yeah, uh, not ready to see that guy in that uniform. But, alas, we move on. JG says, 
when Jimmy's out, the pecking order just makes so much more sense because you never know if you're going to get past progress with Jimmy in the regular season. I actually agree with JG a lot. And I was thinking about that today. I was thinking about like Jimmy not being in the lineup kind of makes everybody know their role really, really well. And it kind of puts everything in line. Their team makes a little bit of sense. Now they don't have the upside of a guy like Jimmy Butler. And they're, you know, if you play that for 82, you know, the nights where they have cold shooting, they have no other recourse and it, it would just look horrible. They've had good shooting in the stretch, which is really important to kind of keeping their offense sustainable. They had 109 points today, which is, I think most teams would just call that okay. For Miami, that's like, woohoo! So uh, obviously, like their upside is diminished, but I, I absolutely agree with that. And I agree with the other point that JG makes that their spacing improves. Everybody just kind of has a role. I think that that's not an accident that there's more cutting when he's not on the floor. I just think that there's more room to cut because Jimmy oftentimes is in the dunker spot or cuts or occupies those spots. And if he's cutting, then other guys can't cut and you can play more shooters when he's there. So it's just, just makes a lot of sense for a guy like Jimmy. Um, you know, when he's not in the lineup that sometimes it looks better. Now that's not to say that they're better without Jimmy. Cause I would never say that, but I do think that it just kind of has that effect of guys know their role a little better. And that's, I, I think that there's a little something to that. Let's talk about let's talk about Bam, bro, because he continues to play well. He, you know, today 23-14-4 with two steals, shot 64% from the field, nine of 14. That's a number I need to see improving lately because I think his his field goal percentage has not been very good this, this year. And that is just big time um for them. He shot five free throws. Uh, led the team there. They only shot 15 as a team. Uh, not enough, in my opinion. Uh, Hero got three free throws. I know that there was that sack going around that he hadn't shot a free throw uh, in a month. So, you know, good, good, I guess, right? But they, they need more um, from both of those guys from getting to the line. I mean, Gar Martin got there, got a pair. Highsmith got a pair. And Jamal Kane got a pair. And that's just that's just simply not good enough if, if you're trying to win these games without Butler. But, man, let me tell you, Bam, again, defensively, I think he's just as good as anyone in the league. They ask him to do a lot of things. Uh, Miami's rebounding today was, in particular, the second half, absolutely sensational. Uh, Miami out-rebounds Philadelphia. And on the offensive glass, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the number right, because uh, I know in the second half they had like 10 offensive rebounds. Uh, for the game, they had 11. Um, Philadelphia had six. So Miami, not a good offensive rebounding team, was really able to get to the glass and hit the glass. And that was just that's just a difference maker. Now, I, you know, guys, I think of um, I think of the Memphis Grizzlies from a few years ago that their offense was they actually had a really good offense. And the reason why they had a really good offense was because their offensive rebounding. And I believe the Knicks in the playoffs were like this too that the offensive rebounding really buoyed their their otherwise mediocre offense. And I think if Miami can really focus on crashing the glass, getting those guys, you know, getting extra shots, you kind of give your offense a, a little life when you're missing guys like Jimmy in Rozier that you otherwise wouldn't have because we know that they don't have kind of the downhill talent for that. And um, yeah, so that's a huge, I think that's just a huge win for them as I take a sip of water. It, listen, you also understand it is difficult to talk by yourself. Like I've been talking for 11 minutes, right? Like straight. And it's difficult to talk and your mouth gets dry. You got to take a sip of water. So I apologize. I may, I may do that a few times. I'll buy myself today. Valentine's day show alone. I, I was, at least I have a trip tomorrow. I'm going on vacation. So I, I get to, at least when I get off of here, I get to pack. That's a fun thing not to do alone. But yeah, I'll buy my lonesome uh, tonight celebrating Hallmark Day. Um, chat says, Doo -doo -doo -doo, 
what, what are we saying here in chat? JG says Bam really does it all. There's some things that he needs to clean up on offense, but you know he's a beast. I agree. I mean, I, I think that that's been kind of the level of play. Tyler Hero is another guy tonight that showed the fuck out. And again, he had some. He he started the season off really strong, had some struggles, comes back, looks really good. Um, again, just a really good floor game as a super supreme weeb 06 resubscribe to the prime they say happy valentine's day watching the stream while cooking with my partner shout out to the people out there with significant others and partners while my ass is here with you guys we're rocking we're rocking with it today wednesday february 14th um yeah so i was talking about heroes sorry i i want to make sure that i shout out subs as they come in and not like all at the end like I've been doing, because I just want to let y'all know that I love you and I appreciate you guys. Um, but you know, Tyler as a creator, I think has been kind of really important for Miami. He kind of struggled in the middle part of the season after starting off really strong, coming back from injury. But again, I mean, 23, 7 and 7, that's kind of activity that you want. To me, the 7 and 7 is the important part. He doesn't need to score 30 points a game. To me, it's like, are you playmaking? Are you helping? Wait, off the pick and roll with Bam, are you hitting the pocket? Right? Are you finding guys off the kickout when you draw help off the dribble? I thought he got to the rim, you know, enough today. Didn't get enough free throws, but I thought he like kind of forced rotation enough. Had a few nice passes. I do think he needs to hit the pocket a little bit quicker. There were a couple instances where they ran pick and roll with Bam. He didn't hit the pocket. And the other thing I had kind of umbrance with today was their late game offense against double teams, and and that's really that they got they got bailed out of it. But that process was not good. I mean, originally when they first started doubling Tyler, they need to, you know, they got caught by surprise. But after that, you got to know. And like Bam catching the ball, immediately getting doubled. There was no plan to help him. And then Tyler kind of gets the ball, does a little, you know, he's they're going to double him. He spins away from the double, takes a three with nine on the shot, with nine on the shot clock. I'm like, you can't take that, you know? And again, they got lucky because Bam got the offensive rebound, but you you can't you can't do that. You don't you don't need a three. You're up. You a two ends the game. You don't need to take a pull-up off balance three off a spin that you barely looked at the hoop with nine on the shot clock. Bam had the goaltending that big dog. You just gotta let that go. So they had, you know, their their two best players had some uh, some brain fart moments at the end of that game that you know, if that's a playoff game, you know, you don't you don't get that back, right? And sometimes if it's a better team, if Embiid's on that team, maybe you're not so lucky that you're able to get away with that. Maybe if Embiid's on the floor, you don't get that offensive rebound. And if that's a bigger game, you don't get that offensive rebound. So things like that, I think they really need to clean up. They really need to be focused. They really need to be focused for. Um, they need to kind of clean that stuff up. But guys, all in all, I want to know how you guys are feeling, right? So I know I'm here talking but I kind of like these days that I'm by myself and I have a big chat here because I want to know how you guys are feeling about the game, how you guys are feeling. Because now, you know, we're moving past. We're well, we're into the second half of the season. I always think of it like, you know, there's there's the 41 game mark and then there's the all-star break mark, right? 41 games is like the official halfway point of the season. But I think after all-star break, you know, even on NBA.com, like on the stats, you can filter pre-all-star break, post-all-star break because it just feels like that's really the kind of moment you know, the Super Bowl's done, football season's over. I think that's when the American public also is like, all right, what's going on with the NBA? Not just us diehards that are here every day. So um I, you know, so kind of want y'all's thoughts on how we're feeling kind of coming in 
to post all-star break, you know, because it's 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 really the second half of the season. I, I actually feel better about them today than I did about a month ago. And I know that there was a lot of losing there, but I just really think that they have a lot more intentionality with what they're doing. I think their defense has really, really picked up. I think their offense looks better. I think their process is better. I do have some questions. I, I want to see how much this movement stays when Jimmy comes back in the lineup, how much his purpose is. I like what they're doing on defense. I like that there's more switching. I like that they integrate drop into their defensive scheme. It's not just drop. It's not just switching. I like that integration. Obviously, we know about their zone. We know about what they can do you know, in that kind of system. But I, I have felt good even about the losses. They lost to the Clippers, and I was like, you know what? I feel good about that. I feel that they played really well. They lose to Boston, and I was like, you know what? I, I really like that game from them. They were missing Jimmy, and I thought they played really well, and I thought that they were in that game. They could have won that game. So for me, stuff like that is is it matters because earlier in the season they were just those were not those were not competitive, and even if they were close, I didn't feel good about it. Right, like that first game that they played against Boston at the Boston Garden didn't feel good about that. Right, and we it was a close game, and none of us were like eh, they didn't look so good, even though it was a close game. This game. It looked good, and it was a close game. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. 
Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Um, so let, let's see Let's see what you guys in chat are saying. Um, other people are saying that they love Heat Beat. Appreciate you guys rocking with us. Uh, Leche says the Cinco Leches lineup is coming. What's the Cinco Leches? Who's the Cinco Leches? It's Tyler, Duncan, Jaime. Who are the other two? Jovic. And who's the other one? Is it Swider? I don't know if they can play that lineup. Um, <laughs> that's that's uh, That one's tough. Uh, what else we got? We got JG saying, I'm more comfortable in my feeling that this team is slightly better than last year, that they can go win one in three series, but they don't... I don't think they can beat a West opponent in a series. Yeah, I think the Clippers in Denver becomes really problematic for them. Um, those are the two kind of guys that those are the two teams that I don't really see them being able to compete with. Um, Savain said, I feel good about this game. I wanted Nico to play more. Highsmith lost so many open threes, but I understand Spo wanted Highsmith for defense, especially because we played a lot of zone tonight. I actually I thought Highs I thought Highsmith. I thought Highsmith was really good today. He hit, what is it, four? Let me check the stats. I know he hit f- at least four threes. I mean, he was four or ten for three, guys. That's a great night. You shoot 40% and you you put up 10. I love that he put up 10. I didn't know it was that many. God damn. Good for, good for Haywood. You shoot 40% from three? I'm about that, man. Although he did only shoot, he, he shot like one of three from two, which is funny. But shout out, shout out to uh, shout out to Highsmith. Finished with 16 points on the night. Um yeah, I, I like this game, and and Nico struggled. Uh, Nico struggled. Three points, three rebounds, uh, only two field goals. That number you want to go up a little bit, and he only played. Um, he played fourteen minutes. Kind of strange, but I understand as well. Defensively, they won the game. Uh, he didn't have it today, but I I agree that I would have liked Spo to go a little bit more to him. Um, he did start, which is good and encouraging because I do think he should play, and I do like the lineups with he and Bam together. I think that that has kind of proven fruitful. I do have questions how much he can play against really good teams. Obviously, he played really well against Milwaukee. I think he had a great shooting night, and that kind of colored, that kind of tilted the 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 calculus in his favor. Um, Weird Al said Nico had four fouls, which was a problem. Did he have four fouls? I thought it was like only two or three. Nico had four fouls. Yikes. Okay, you're right. Caleb also was in super-duper foul trouble, well, at least in the beginning of the game. Uh, I could have sworn he had a third. Um, in that first half, but you know, Caleb didn't play a lot of minutes either, really didn't do a lot. Um, but you know, Nico, I think, is going to be a part of the rotation going forward. Mm. As I drink, I'm trying not to have too much silence, I'm just trying to drink water <laughs> and get through the show. Uh, Weird Alf says sometimes Hamish is tough to watch, but he's effective. I think that he gets difficult to watch when. They ignore him on offense. The The parts where it's bad is when they ignore him on offense and he tries to like get involved by cutting and he'll like flash to the middle of the floor or at the, at the, at the nail and he'll get the ball. And then when he like gets the ball, he doesn't know what to do. And that, it, it's really like it's, it's plankton. I didn't think I'd get this far. That's the stuff to me. That's, that's troublesome because whatever, if he's going to take a, Three in the wing, like, fine, fuck it. I don't care. Like, that's good for the offense if you take that, even if you're not, like, the best shooter, as long as you're a release valve. I think his cutting is really good. His baseline cutting is good. So those kinds of things I like about his game, but I, I do agree. It gets tough when he has those moments where you're just like, God damn, man, like, can you make a decision, like, for yourself? Like, please. So those are the instances where it gets tough for him, but I think he's gotten better about that. 
Craig Dillinger says, gee, the more you mention the water, the more it becomes a distraction. Just take a sip. We are all cool with it. Stay hydrated. That's not for you guys. That's for the pod audience that's going to get a random four seconds of silence because you guys are watching me. You guys see me. The pod audience has no idea. They're just like, why did this guy stop talking for four seconds? That's why I do it. I do it so that they they understand. Okay, that makes sense, right? You know, I, I do it. Um, I do it for them. Weird Al says, if you take another sip, I'll sue. You know what? I will take another sip from my hydro flask that was more expensive than I care to admit. <sighs> so Miami gets through this stretch of games, guys. They are. What is their record? We are 20. We have they are 30 and 25. It did Indiana lose tonight? Indiana, did they play tonight? Indiana is winning against Toronto by two points. They are up with 9.5 remaining. It would be incredibly beneficial to Miami if that game goes um Toronto's favor. Did they just take a point away from Indiana? That's funny. Um so that's going on there. Uh, the Heat uh, are going to be right now. They'd be tied for the sixth seed. Is Orlando playing tonight? Orlando won. I don't know if these standings include Orlando having won because um, the NBA app sometimes updates it on time, sometimes it doesn't. But currently, Orlando has 35, 20, and 30 and 25. Indiana has 30 and 25. Miami is 30 and 25. So three team tie for six. They New York is three games in front, so that's actually a doable kind of um, gap to to close. If you're Miami, I think if you're in the East, you want to get into that six spot. I think if you're six, especially if you're Miami, you know you're playing either Cleveland, uh, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, or New York. That's incredibly favorable if you're Miami. I saw a poll going around, like, who are you most scared of in the East? And, and two of the the two hot biggest answers were Milwaukee and New York. I'm not scared of the Knicks at all, bro. Absolutely not. They play the Knicks in the first round, even if it's a road series. I take the Heat. I take Heat in five. I, I don't. I don't know what to tell you guys. Weird Al says I want the Bucks again. I would not mind the Bucks. I think. I think ideally, that's probably the most likely. I mean, the six, the the the, the Cavs as well. I don't think Philly's going to be able to get a home seed. I think it's going to be pretty tough. I mean, what's Philly's record in their last ten games? It's been, it's been pretty. They're three and seven in their last ten games. That's after having won two in a row. So it's been pretty rough for the Sixers, and and I imagine they're going to be in free fall um, until Embiid gets back, which we don't know when that is. So Craig Dillinger says uh, that the Pacers won. So they are in sole possession of the sixth seed at 31 and 25. Miami is tied for seventh, half a game back of Indiana. I don't believe Indiana plays tomorrow. Miami obviously doesn't play tomorrow. The games tomorrow are Milwaukee, Memphis, Golden State, Utah, Minnesota, and Portland. The Joe Cronin Blazers, he can go straight to hell. So that's where we're at, guys. Uh, I think that's a uh, listen to me, that's favorable. I think you got to make that mad dash for six. If you can get to five, I guess. But if you get to five, then you get a second round date with the Celtics. I don't know if you want that if you're the Heat. I know that they as an organization don't really care. But 
it's absolutely something that <laughs> that's going to be something that I'm sure that, you know, you have to think about, right? Like, you know, you want, you know, if you want to prolong that to the conference finals, you prolong that to the conference finals, but I'm pretty sure that they're going to have the confidence that they could just beat anybody. I mean, they did it last year. They went through, they went through the, the bucks who had won. What was it? Was it 59 games? Was it 60 something games? They, they won a ton of games. Um, they beat Boston in the conference finals. You know, they beat a, an upstart New York team. Like, I don't know. Chat says they'd rather play the Bucks in the first round. Weird Al says rather play the Celtics early while Jimmy is healthy. That's also a good point. Savannah so says I'd rather place the Bucks in the first round again. Uh, back at the seven for the Heat says Jablonko. So, who would you guys? What's your preferred first round matchup? I think a lot of people are going to say the Bucks. You know, if you can't get a team like you know, if you have to get like one of the top you know, top seeds in the East. Um, what What's your preference as we start to kind of get ready to get out of here? Chats are saying doesn't matter. Heat and five. I, I like that attitude. I like that attitude. Um, What are we saying? Okay, there, People are just saying, people are just saying bucks. People just feel bucks, Cavs. I, I like, I think the Cleveland matchup is going to be like pretty good for them. Cavs don't really move me one way or the other. We get the Max Drews Bowl. Um, get Craig Dillinger says Cavs, Bucks, Knicks, Celtics in that order for the first round. I actually agree with that. Uh, Savane says Doc screaming, come on guys of all time. Looking clueless. As <laughs> That's funny. Um, Tor Tore Miami says Celtics because it would be more based to beat them in round one. It would be based to beat them round one. I would like that. I do think that Miami should get out of the plan by all means necessary. Absolutely. If not, seventh seed is okay because you avoid Boston in the first round. And that's that's kind of where I'm at, guys. I think Boston's a team that you want to play the least. And everybody else, fuck it. We ball. And that's kind of the part about this team that if, if Jimmy plays at a certain level, you know that they're going to be able to contend. Boston's really good this year. And even they don't scare me. They like don't scare me like that. I'm not, they do not put the fear of God in me like they used to or like they ever have, really. Like I know that they're really good this year, but I'm not, I'm just not that worried. Mm -mm. not that worried not that worried <sighs> yeah guys so um my webcam did go out chat chat loves to say hope y'all had a good uh hope y'all had a good valentine's day hope you have a good all-star break kind of give you a little bit of updating on the programming um bond i think is gonna host a pod early next week and then Tiffany is going to do a mixed bag sometime next week. I believe Wednesday. I think it's planned for Wednesday or because I think Miami plays on Thursday. <clears throat> I don't remember. Um, so that's that's the that's the content plan next week. So we will be on. I will be on vacation in San Francisco. Well, I'll be going to San Jose and then also San Francisco. I will be playing at Genesis. Tune into your boy. I will tweet out if I play a match on stream. So support me. I have not practiced all week. Um, Weird Alf says, why are you censoring Jablanca? Let him host. Jablanca, John Jablanca lives in a weird time zone. And unlike Dan from Miami Heat UK, John Jablanca is not about that action and stays up for the games. That's, that's all I'm saying. That's all, that's all I'm saying. So chat saying enjoy my vacation. I hope so, guys. I listen, I gotta be, I gotta, I gotta keep it real. I haven't planned a second for it. I've been so busy. I started school again. So um 
you know, it's been a, it's been a lot of work having three jobs and taking two classes at university. Again, having homework in my thirties is, is something. And, uh, I'm learning how to do things that I've never done before, including coding. So it's been a ton of work and I'm trying to get all my projects done before this trip. The heat have also had a busy week. We had this back to back. I've been on both days. We did a pod on Monday. Um, I think they, they also played on Sunday as well. So I've been just like really, really busy with homework and heat beat and my other two jobs. Um, so it's been, it has been a whirlwind. I haven't even practiced for the tournament. I'm going to enter this weekend. I've played very, very little this week because I've been trying to do it. Weird Elf says she's taking a coding class, <laughs> like an oxy coding. No, like a, like a web coding class. Uh, you know this cause I've texted you about it. Uh, Chad asked, what am I studying? Uh, I'm studying digital media while well, I'm finishing my, I have two degrees that I'm studying. I do a women and gender studies degree. And I am also doing a digital media degree right now. I'm finishing my digital media degree. One of the courses I have to take is web design and uh, I've never coded before. Uh, they're asking if I'm doing Java. Not yet. I will eventually have to do Java. I know that Java can get pretty hard. I'm just doing right now. I'm doing CSS, uh, which is not too difficult, but I'm not, I've never worked with computers like that before. So it's, uh, it's, it's very interesting and fun. I'm also doing a, a motion graphics class, which has been a lot of fun to learn how to, well, I mean, I know motion graphics actually quite well. I've, I've done after effects for quite a long time. Um, so that, that one's not too difficult and the work is more fun there. It's, it's more of a creative expression. Whereas the, uh, the coding is more, uh, holy shit. I don't know how to do this. Uh, like I'm making a leaflet map and shit right now. You know, it's pretty fun, but it is what it is. Commissioner says G went back to you need to troubleshoot his camera. Listen, man, it is what it is. You know, some guy in class saw me and he's like, Hey man, are you the, are you the guy who does the sage? And I go, well, I've also had a heat podcast for 10 years, but yes, I've, I'm also the sage guy. And he goes, man, that's awesome. And I go, this motherfucker. I go, I'm not even known for my body of work. They know me for the sage. You know, I saged my, uh, I saged my own house today. So that was funny. I just felt like, I just felt like the vibes. Look, I, I saged, I saged my house. I just felt like we needed, we needed the vibes, you know, the, the we needed a, to clean the house, the energy in the house was was off, so I, I saged my own place. I thought that was uh, I thought that was kind of funny. Um, I used uh, I used the very uh, the very own uh, dragon's blood sage. So, <sighs> Francis Prevero says taking classes in women and gender studies should leave you with no excuse to, to to have no date tonight. Actually, as a matter of fact, it's quite the opposite because you don't want to. I don't take those classes to meet girls and I don't want anybody to get the other impression. So I don't talk to anybody in those classes. I just, I just fucking do my job and leave. Also, I'm like 30 years old and everyone there is much younger than me. I don't talk to any of my classmates unless they ask for help. Um, you know, everybody at college is very young and I'm very, I feel very old. So I don't talk to anybody. I just fucking leave. I feel young at heart though. You know what I mean? Like chat, I feel young. You know what I mean? Like I'm 31, but I don't feel that old. Weird Elf says G Sage's apartment tournament win guaranteed. I actually did sage my controller, uh, partly because I thought it was funny, and also because I'm like, eh, any little bit helps, right? Got to get the voodoo out. Uh, Brian Prevera says we need an interview with the sage lady. The sage lady does not speak English. That's that's not going to be a good interview. Not not. I mean, and my Spanish is good, but I don't think it's podcast good. I remember I went on a Spanish heat pod. It was awful. And I speak fluent Spanish, but I don't know like basketball jargon. So it's like, I didn't know how to say like pick and roll. 
I didn't know how to say like pocket pass. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, I, I don't know how to say that. I don't know how to say assist in Spanish. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to say like any of that shit. Like, how do I, you know, Spain pick and roll, you know, like, what, what do I say? Like, you know, they ran España. Like, what do I don't know, bro. That was, um, that was tough. So it's what it is, guys. So yeah, so that's, that's kind of the plan for next week. I love you guys. It's been another fun half of a season, our 11th year at Heapy. And we'll, guys, we'll we'll stay in touch. People, you know, we'll make sure to tune into Bond's show next week. Make sure to tune into Mixed Bag next week. And uh, have a wonderful uh, rest of your week. Enjoy All-Star Break. Uh, Steph or Sabrina. And, uh, yeah, peace. <laughs>